Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everybody and welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Oh, it's a Tuesday. Welcome. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next couple of hours talking local sports with you as we do each and every Monday through Friday right here on 1700 KBGG. Lots to get to. Back to the World Series tonight. Game number six. We've got a former... A Major League Baseball pitcher joining us late in the program to get his thoughts on uh, the first five games and a peek ahead at uh, game numbers. Well, Nate Toit did throw one face, one batter in the Major Leagues, Trent Condon. He's a Major Leaguer. Look at the baseball reference. One of my favorite uh, statistics of all times out of everybody I've met in this. Good for him. He made it. He made it to the show. Uh, Nate Toit uh, coming up at about 140. We're going to do some quarterbacks in the first hour. I have no idea. Why uh, Brett Meyer doesn't, um, maybe he does, I don't know, but Brett Meyer's a guy I've never talked to on the radio, Trent. I don't know if you have. He's Iowa State's all-time leading uh, quarterback when it comes to passes attempted, completions, uh, touchdowns, yards, I want to say. Got a lot of stats. Hmm. And he'll join us at uh, 1220. Did you know that, by the way? I didn't. You know, I probably would have guessed Rosenfels. But then you think yeah, of longevity. You right. think of, I mean, he was a starter for three and a half years, yeah. basically. Had some injuries in there. The uh, upset over in Lincoln yeah. was quarterbacking that day. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, was it, it was, Tiller? Jerome Tiller. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Austin Arnaud went, <clears throat> right. got off the bus, put on his uniform, went through the pregame. I'll try to fool the Huskers. <laughs> and it worked. They must have thrown him off a lot seven turnovers seven later. Seven turnovers later. <laughs> uh, Chuck Hartley, speaking of quarterbacks, of course, he threw that pass to Marv Cook, maybe one of Jim Zobel's. And we'll, we'll have to dig up that audio, Trent. The Jim Zobel, uh, Ed Podolak is hugging and kissing me. I think that's, that was the call, was it not? That yes, Ed, I'm yes. pretty sure it is. Uh, so Chuck Hartley will be here at 1240. Look forward to uh, both QBs. 120, John Miller, and then Nate Toit. Um, who, look, was uh, for, for a long, long time a, a rising executive, you could say, in in uh, in uh, baseball. He was the, I want to say, the vice president of, of the Iowa Cubs. But Sam Burnaby's not going anywhere. Nope. <laughs> so Nate was a little bit blocked. And then all of a sudden, this news this past weekend kind of came out of the uh, clear blue sky uh, regarding the Des Moines Buccaneers that Nate Toit um, is going to be take on an executive role with the Des Moines Buccaneers, leaves baseball, goes to hockey, junior hockey at that, and gets involved with a, a Hall of Famer with the Des Moines Buccaneers. And I think one of two guys that played in Des Moines that have Stanley Cup ring. No, Clemenson does not have one. There's only one. Cole has one. Eric Cole got one with the uh, with the Hurricanes. But Scott Clemenson played in the NHL for a long, long time, and he is part of that ownership group that has now taken over the Des Moines Bucks. So, kind of a two pronged thing. We'll you know get you know, what we'll find out what's going on with Nate. 
and then talk a little bit about the uh, the playoffs with him as Game Six tonight. Well, you got a smile on your face when I walked in two minute, uh, twenty seconds before the show, even with your Broncos losing. <laughs> yeah, what did you think of that? I mean, the defense is elite, Trent. They yeah. they they're un, they are so so good, and it's really unfortunate, as we said yesterday, that um, you know. Th- that the defense, as good as it is, is not going to be complemented by even an average offense mm-hmm. like they had in 2015 when Peyton Manning was at the end and they were able to, you know, to get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And I think the defense today is better than that defense that won Super Bowl 50. Um, but look, the Chiefs are, are a potent, potent offense. What did they do yesterday? Really? Not a whole lot. I mean, they had opportunity after opportunity and won the field position battle all night long. Yet that Denver defense continued to, they would bend a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's asking a lot with that star power on those Chiefs. Um, but uh, but look, Kansas City's a better football team. And Denver is plummeting to the bottom of the AFC West. And until they can find a quarterback, and I don't think they have. Um, I'm not sold on Paxton Lynch. I think Elway blew it there. Um, certainly Brock Osweiler isn't the answer. He's had opportunity after opportunity. And Trevor Simeon, he's a great story. He's not a good quarterback. He's yeah. a great story. So uh, good to see Jamal Charles still helping out the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. That was very nice of him, right? <laughs> what? A, how, how about deflating was that, right? I mean, he gets, gets into the game. A couple of long runs. I mean, yeah. what, 16 or 18 yards, his first carry from scrimmage. Um, you're thinking, wow, you know, back in Arrowhead Stadium, maybe Jamal Charles, this is going to be a happy ending for the Bronco fans. But then uh, uh, Peters made a terrific play. Yeah. He just made a terrific play. He stripped the ball and... Took it back in the end zone, and what looked to be a route appeared to be on at that time, but the Chiefs kept a minute with that ill advice. I mean, what what are they thinking? <laughs> you don't like that play call? What are they thinking? <laughs> well, maybe the play call was okay, but the execution, look, if it's not there, don't throw yeah, it. right, right. Right? So what we know is Don Terry Poe is the, the better of the, the quarterbacks that <laughs> yeah. they pass, throw passes outside of Alex Smith over yeah, the last couple of years. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, Smith Smith is still, um, look, he's a good quarterback. So is Jimmy Garoppolo, and he'll be wearing a San Francisco 49er jersey next year, which probably means the end of the starting career to C.J. Beathard. Mm-hmm. Beathard will probably start this week until Garoppolo kind of gets. That was the uh, reports this morning. This was it yeah, reports I think this Ian Rappaport had that this morning that yep. Beathard will still No start. surprise. Bronco fan, you're probably eh, a little sad, right? You're hopeful that, well, maybe. Well, the, yeah, I think he's always going to pull the trigger and get uh, gets someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he can find a way to get Andrew Luck out of Indianapolis. Before yeah. the draft, the Bears were talked about destination. Mm-hmm. Certainly would have liked to see that. And now that's off the list. Right. Look, at, here's John Lynch making moves in his first year as the general manager. Gave up the two, They had two twos. Mm-hmm. They gave up their best of the two, so the so the Patriots get their selection of the best two picks. So they'll take the Niners pick, which might be pick thirty three. It certainly looks yes. like that, right? Because they're on they're on pace to have the uh, the worst record in the NFL. Though they, they do play like, the Browns. Oh, that's right, they do late in the season. So that will determine. So if they get one or they get two, but now they've got their quarterback. So that pick, yes, is going to be a coveted pick because there are teams that are going to be salivating over. I don't know, fill in the blanks. Who, who's your quarterback this year? You want Darnold? You want Rosen? You want Allen? Uh, you want one of the Oklahoma, state of Oklahoma quarterbacks? Um, who am I missing? There's got to be another one. Um, anyways, you you get my drift. Yep. Uh, he's going to be able to turn that bad boy into, into a plethora of picks because 
someone is going to come and grab it. And also sitting there, New England now has a very good position. If the 49ers would have that 33rd pick, mm-hmm. you know how many times people want to jump up there and get that first pick of the second round yeah. for whatever player might be available at that time. So, you know, if it turns out to be— That's an excellent point. It, it's very good for both sides, yep. certainly, with that and that 33rd pick. You see pick. that pick go a lot, don't you? You do, yeah. People want and to there's, a lot of, there's a lot of NFL executives with spending some restless nights because they know they want it. They don't want to give up too much. They mm-hmm. hope that they're the only ones that are calling. It's not going to be a bidding war to get that. So uh, certainly, look, the trade deadline, for which for years, Trent, to the NFL was a big snooze fest. Yes. Seeing some movement. Dwayne Brown leaves Houston, goes to Seattle. What do they need? Offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Now they plug in a left tackle there. Seattle sees that that division is very much up for grabs. The NFC West, and they are clearly a player in it. And if they can protect Russell Wilson... Uh, you're you're better off doing that. Uh, Jay Ajay goes to Philadelphia. Philadelphia realizes, you know what, we might be the best team in the NFC. You know, um, Ezekiel Elliott down for six games. Aaron Rodgers down for whatever it's going to be. Maybe week 16, 15 or 16 at best. So hats off to the Eagles for pushing all those chips in the middle of the table. They're all in, clearly. They have to be, right? Why wouldn't they be? Opportunities are are pretty rare in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing your Broncos window with this elite level defense and very well could be closing. Yeah, absolutely and is. You got to kind of do what you have to do. One other NFL note. Does continued talk with Teddy Bridgewater up in Minnesota? It's it's it's, it's so getting weird. louder though, Trent, isn't it? Case Kid is fine. No, I know he is. But now he's finally able to come back off the physically unable to perform, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that magic week is here once they come back off their bye. So next, I guess Monday conceivably Teddy Bridgewater could be reinstated to the roster. That's why I beat the chatter. But there, I don't think there's any way in you-know-what that Case Keenum is losing his job right. to a guy who hasn't played in two Well, a year and a Well, two years because let's... Yeah, the last know, time they, he played was the Seattle loss uh, in the playoffs, in right? In the playoffs, right. The, yeah, Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. Game. Blair Walsh kick, and that was it. Yeah. Well, it so, seems like a long time ago. It does. It, it really does. It wasn't even two years ago. No. But, but it was a long time ago, especially a quarterback. Coming back from that... It, is it just chatter of you know, sports talk up there, columnists Maybe. up there? You know, always searching. But for he something was going to be about. their guy, right? And it's the yeah. quarterback after all that we're discussing. Were you a Teddy guy? Like I, I was becoming one. Yes, I, I wasn't sold at first, and I wasn't really sold early on in the 2015 season. But you can see glimpses, and then when you couple the fact that you know what, this is a relatively young quarterback. You could, yeah, I think that I. I think, Trent, that I was certainly willing to give him that chance. I wasn't writing him off by any means as a guy that's going to be a bust. I think that Teddy Bridgewater's, you're still buying Bridgewater stock yeah, at yeah, that I, point. I, I agree with that. It it just seemed to me that maybe Vikings fans that I talked to were a little overboard. Mm-hmm. I never saw him being elite. I never saw him becoming even, I wouldn't say even a top eight quarterback in the league. Good? Sure. Mm-hmm. Can win you games? Absolutely. And a guy that people get behind and that was kind of intangibles. Yeah, I saw all those things, but a guy that's going to throw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns? Well, you got to remember, though, too, that, you know, quarterbacks, they, they hit their prime, you know, but Teddy Bridgewater is probably five or six, seven years away yeah. from hitting that prime. So, um, I saw I saw enough that if you're a Vikings fan, I get the optimism. Sure. I, I get the optimism. I wish there was some of that in Denver. I really do, because yeah. there isn't. Paxton Lynch? No. No. I haven't seen Look, Paxton Lynch, you, you, you know damn well, Trent, that if you're going to play quarterback in the NFL, you've got to play in the pocket. Yeah. Paxton Lynch, A, was never in a huddle. Mm-hmm. 
And B, never took a This is true. Never took a snap under center in college football. He was in the shotgun 100% of the time. You can't do that in the NFL. No, not at all. And heard the same things with Trubisky. We, Bridgewater, in fact, I think had some mm-hmm. of those same kind mm-hmm. of concerns. And that was this part of the growing pains in his first year. And hand size, wasn't that something that... I don't remember. Was that, was I, that a I, I want to say that was around draft time, that his hands weren't as big as you want to be in. I remember that conversation around the presidential election. <laughs> that was a big one, too. That right? Was, right, right. Uh, I don't remember when it guards to Teddy Bridgewater. I, mean, I apologize for injecting politics into uh, this that's, sports That's show. about as far as we That know, is go. absolutely <laughs> as far as we will go here. My, my bad for trying to make a bad joke. Hey, we got a, a minute before we hit our first break. Yep. So last night, went out trick-or-treat with Ella. Great. Loved it. She had. Was it a nice night? It wasn't awful. Right. It was chilly. We probably hit, I don't know, 10, 12 houses yeah. you know, in the neighborhood. Was there a, did you sense as many trick-or-treaters out as normally? Yeah. Did you? Were, yeah. There, there was a good group, you okay. know, even for as chilly as it was uh, for our neighborhood. We don't have a ton of kids in our neighborhood. It's not, you know, all. You know how many we had last night? Two. Zero. Zero. Yeah. A goose Not egg. a damn one. I, I think we're done. A goose egg at the Miller house. We, we, we put the cobwebs out. We light candle. We yeah. get the pumpkins going. And I'll get back to your story. I'm not trying to jump no, on no, your story. No, no, no. But it just, it's, it's becoming, I think last year we had four. The year before that we got blank. So I think we're just going to be like everybody else on our block. Do you, do you <laughs> have the a lights off candy with... that you buy a bag of, though, that you're, is your favorite? No, I don't. I'm not a candy guy. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, go ahead. So you're out with your daughter. Out, out and about. So yeah. we set our candy bucket out. On the front step. Oh, nobody's home. Nobody's home. We're so it's the old uh, help yes, yourself method. Absolutely. On your honor method. We, we've done I think that I before. I know where it's going. Yes, trustworthy. <laughs> Came back uh, last year and all the candy was go fine. Uh-huh. You know, that's all well and good. Yeah. Uh, we get home. St- we get home. It's maybe a quarter empty is all. All right. This is great. And what time is this? 7.15, okay. 7.30. We flip on uh, uh, Charlie Brown, Great Pumpkin. Flip that, and we just turn on the light and leave the candy out there, and getting re- Ella ready to get ready for bed, mm-hmm. and come out as I'm taking her up the stairs. Terry goes, "Hey, did you? Uh, or trick or treater actually rung the doorbell? Seven forty-five. No, no, it's still out there." She looks around. <laughs> Somebody not only took all the candy, stole the ha- whole dang bucket. <laughs> they just picked it up and walked off. It's a hell of a score. <laughs> it Maybe is. they got a late start, and they were trying to make up for it. <laughs> Yeah, these kids these days. <laughs> yeah. Steal the whole bucket. At least leave the bucket So behind. what did you do to the trick-or-treater that had come to the house? Did he go away empty-handed or did you dig into your daughter's bag yeah, and yeah. grab some El- of that? Ella had to She's uh, a little short today. score, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give it away, which, which is okay for her. So somebody in West Des Moines yeah. absconded with a Condon they, Halloween candy. They got the black bucket. They're walking down. Did they get anything good? Oh, there was good ones in was there. Was there? I was a little disappointed. I was hoping maybe a peanut butter cup or two to finish my night off. All right. Not happening. <laughs> They're all gone. Not good. Uh, we'll take a time out. We're going to get into the quarterbacks. Chuck Hartley, former Hawkeye, in uh, about 20 minutes or there, about a little bit more than that, actually, 25 minutes. Brett Meyer, Iowa State's all-time leading quarterback in a number of categories. He joins us next. Just what's going on with that Iowa State program? We'll talk to a former Cyclone Brett Meyer next in the 1 o'clock hour. John Miller will be here, as will Nate Toit. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you every Monday through Friday, whether you like it or not, from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. If you text and drive, you're just as dangerous as someone who is drunk at twice the legal limit. Make zero fatalities your goal and focus on the road. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented my pillow. You can adjust my pillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my my pillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. 
Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to the show. Trent Connor and myself with you every uh, Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Coming up this hour, former Hawkeye quarterback Chuck Hartley will be here right now. Former Cyclone quarterback Brett Meyer, he joins us. He's got a pack of records, all-time leading uh, touchdown passes, completions, attempts, what am I missing, Brett Meyer? Good to talk to you. Trent Conn and Ken Miller. How's things? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I'm doing fine. Well, we're just hitting on some of your records. You know, I was thinking as I was driving in uh, about this Iowa State team and knowing that you were coming on, and I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, this cast of receivers, all this height, 6'5", and 6'6", six, six, et cetera, et cetera. You had a pretty tall receiver in your own right that you could throw to, and you did a lot in Todd Blythe. You two had a, you had a pretty good thing going during your careers at Iowa State. Yeah, we did. I mean, uh, even outside of Todd, we had uh, you know, John Davis was another uh, you know, taller That's receiver, height, long yeah. strider. Yeah, one of the fastest guys on our team. And, um, you know, this, this receiving core, uh, I think, is every quarterback's dream. And, uh, you know, Kyle's done a great job since he's taken over, just, uh, you know, kind of taking advantage of what they can do well. Um, and that's just giving them chances to make plays on, you know, whether it's Lazard with the countless back shoulder throws or, um, you know, getting uh, getting Hakeem out and letting him use some of his speed and, and size and athleticism. I think he's done a great job. You know, the back shoulder throw that you were talking about, yeah. and I agree with you, it, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, executing that at a very high level. Is that one of the more difficult passes to throw? It seems that uh, that this really has come into vogue the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I don't remember, you know, the back shoulder throw being such an important part of an offense, but God clearly is now. Is it, you know, degree of difficulty on that, Brett? Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy throw, but I think it's one of those you just rep as much as you can in practice, and it just comes down to, uh, you know, timing. Um, but when you have receivers that are, you know, as, as big and, and as talented at going up and getting a jump ball as, you know, Todd was or as, you know, as uh, you know, Alan Lazard is, um, you know, it does make it a lot easier. And, and Kyle's making perfect throws, just, you know, right height, um, you know, the, for whatever reason, you, you see Lazard singled up, uh, you know, so many times. And I know that probably has something to do with the fact that we have other guys that can beat you. But uh, I, sometimes I don't understand it, why, you know, teams feel they can just check them one-on-one. And, you know, fortunately, we're able to take advantage of it. Well, Brett, you know, you mentioned Kyle Kempt and what he's doing inside of this offense, a guy that really hasn't played over his collegiate career, thrust into the spotlight if you can explain as a quarterback, when you get thrown in there for the first time and, and maybe a spot like him where you don't know until the week of you're going to get a start, you know, the process of getting ready for that game and, and just showing what he did, not just the Oklahoma game, but over that first month. Yeah, I think for him it's, uh, it you know, probably helps. I mean, just from you know, hearing guys, I know that um, you know, R.J. Summerall is a former teammate of mine mm-hmm. who's with these guys every day now. He's on the staff. And, when everything was going on with the quarterback uh, during Texas, we got his text and we kind of said, what's going on? He said, look, he's like, I'm not getting into that, but all I can tell you is that if you know, Kyle plays, we're going to be fine. Mm. Essentially, and then I think that he's 
kind of see that, you know, with the team. He's obviously a, you know, a kid who's been through a lot. Um, he's mature. He's a smart player. Um, and I think that helps. Um, and now that he's getting all the reps in practice, I think you've seen, you've seen him grow. You know, he also probably has the, you know, assurance of, you know, he's going to be the starter and he's not worried about making mistakes. And, you know, I think he's, he's been doing a phenomenal job. It's fun to watch. How do you, uh, this team seems to be, Brett, uh, so um, doing such a terrific job of, of shutting out the noise. I mean, you, I don't have to tell you that it's been a long time since Iowa State's been back to a bowl game. They achieved that accomplishment. They get to their six wins. There are coaches that have been uh, uh, leading Iowa State programs before that would have been, you know, rah-rah in the locker room after the game, etc. How do you maintain your focus um, as a player I mean, sure, there's there's games to play. Because there's still games to play, and I guess uh, you can better that. But the the fact that this team seems to be able to just shut out the noise, how difficult is that to do, especially walking around campus, et cetera? I mean, yeah, I think it's extremely difficult. But uh, it goes back to having, you know, the leaders we have and guys that have been through, you know, a lot of subpar seasons, been through coaching changes. Um, you know, they know how, uh, you know, how hard it is and, and how special this year is. And I think it comes back to coaching. Um, you know, Coach Campbell and his staff have done a phenomenal job of keeping these guys focused. And, I mean, you heard kind of, I'm sure you've seen the video of the, the locker room speech, and I'm sure that conversation mm-hmm. was one that he had, to, you know, in that awkward team meeting when you first get to meet your new coach, um, you know, way back a couple of years ago, um, and after that season. And then it's the same conversation he has with them on Wednesday after practice and it's the same conversation he has with them after you know, wins against OU and, and, and TCU and, you know, all the others we've had. So I think it just it, it speaks to the, you know, the consistency and, you know, the ability of this coaching staff to really reach the players and, you know, not just have empty conversations after a practice, to have something that, you know, conversations that mean something and it, it's what these guys can take with them not only this year but, you know, beyond. Uh, former Iowa State quarterback Brett Myers, our guest here on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Brett, you mentioned that, I think you said, awkward conversation. Do you remember the awkward conversation, or was it the first time that Gene Chizik uh, met his new football team? Uh, I think it's just, it, 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 it's not awkward because you know, the coach, I think it just has to be. I mean, you've never met this person. You uh-huh. don't know. Uh, they haven't hired any assistants. You know, you know once uh, you know a coach gets fired and you really have – you have no staff there. You're not working out. You're not really doing anything. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're thrust into this uh, program with a coach that didn't recruit you. And, you know, mm-hmm. the future's kind of uncertain. So I think there's just a lot of unknowns. Um, and it, it's, it's just a really important time for that new staff to try to connect with their guys and try to, you know, set their foundation. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, Coach Campbell's done a great job of that. You mentioned the connection. Uh, how difficult is it, especially for somebody that's been in a program, to get that connection, knowing – that there might be coaching staffs that come in looking for their own kind of guy. Uh, how tough is that for a new staff coming in? And then from your perspective as a player? You know, I think for the new staff, it's just, I think it helped that these coaches have all been together for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of them are, have been together dating back to college. Um, and others have obviously in their time at Toledo. And that helped a ton because you're not spending time. You get to know the coaches. You already know them. You already know you know what? You know I know this offensive coordinator. What he likes to recruit to. I know the head coach. What he expects from us. And I think that's that. That gave us a big head start. And then as a player, I mean, you, you, you're trying to find your place on the team. You want to stay on the field, or you want to get on the field. So, um, you know, I really do think that um, if handled the right way, you know, things can turn around quickly. And I think we're seeing that. 
Uh, we, we're about to embark on November. The uh, the Cyclones are right at the top of the Big 12 standings. There's there's four games left. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and K-State, both of the last two on the road. Of course, West Virginia this week. But when I, when I watch this team and listen to the coaches and listen to the players, they're going to go into this final third of the season really with with confidence that hasn't been around in a long long time how important is that for a football team you know to feel good about themselves knowing that you know we've been to norman a historically difficult place for iowa state to win uh the the win against texas tech lubbock can be a house of horrors sometimes west virginia is going to be no picnic on the road but the confidence level that this team has wouldn't surprise anybody if they come out with another w yeah, I think it's it's absolutely huge, and I think more so even in confidence. You, you know, these guys know that. You know, I think we're, you know, in turnover margin, we're the, you know we're first or second. I think we're first in the league. Uh, fewest penalties are first in the league. So they know it's not just confidence. They know that hey, if we continue to do what our you know mm-hmm. our coaches do. If we continue to do things right, um, limit our mistakes, limit turnovers. I mean, just the, the simple basics of winning football, and they continue to do that. They know that they can beat teams. You know, it's it's not a thing of, you know, we hope or you know we're going to need some breaks. Like you know, we're creating our own breaks by doing that. And, um, you know, I, I just think it, it takes almost the, the confidence piece out of it. You just know that we play good football. We do what we're supposed to do, and you know, you know we come out on top. And you know, it's, it's been it's been extremely fun to watch. Well, uh, take us back if you can. The last time they were an opportunity, now different, obviously, with the division play. Uh, Two thousand five. You guys have an opportunity to get to the Big Twelve Championship game come up short in overtime against Kansas and, and being that close, is that something that still maybe keeps you up at night? Uh, absolutely. I mean, both, you know, 2004 and 2005, um, you know, I, I can kind of think of, it's obviously a different time, but, you know, we, in 2005, we had to have, this is the last weekend of the year and we had to have, Nebraska had to beat Colorado and they only played on Thursday or excuse me, Friday before Thanksgiving. So we're on our bus ride down to KU, and we don't know kind of what happened. We're, you know, we're kind of trying to refresh our phones. And, you know, it takes a while, and all of a sudden we get there, and we say, hey, now we have a chance to play for a Big 12 championship. And I think we probably approached that the wrong way. I know I did. Um, I know that was something I was thinking about the whole way down was, you know, you're, it, it's probably impossible for your mindset not to change. But I think it just did for me, and as a leader on that team, we definitely could have done a better job of just, hey, Nothing changes for us. We're coming down here to win a game regardless. Now, I think just not knowing, you know, we're literally on the bus right down. And, you know, we find out about the time to get there. Uh, you know, that uh, Nebraska was able to win that game, and then that put us in a position. And, you know, we get up. I think we got up 14-3 in that game. And then, you know, for whatever reason, uh, Kansas just uh, – and I know they were playing for a bowl, and that was a good Kansas team. That was a year before – a year or two before they won the Orange Bowl. So they had good players, and uh, they were playing for a bowl game. But no excuses, and you know, to your, to your question, absolutely, that's one that uh, you know I, I know that I think about quite a bit. Was Talib on that Kansas team? He was, yeah. They had uh, Talib was, yeah, he was there, and then uh, they had the quarterback from Texas uh, that was a good player, and obviously Mangino, and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they they, they definitely have. Yeah, interesting. Uh, last thing uh, for you is uh, we uh, spend some time here with Brett Meyer. Brett, the, the fan base, um, they bring it up a lot. I mean, this, this is a fan base that is is so loyal and, and is, you know, wait, has waited a long time for this team to get to the, the heights that they thought it could get to. And, and, and sure, there's still a lot of work left to be due. There's, there's an entire month. But the fan base, they continue to support. They continue to buy the tickets. They show up. Those fans, a lot of them that were there, most of them that were there cheering for you during your career are still there um 
what about this fan base and the uh, and and the reward that they're getting watching this 2017 team? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, that's probably one of the things I think about the most. Is just I'm just happy for so many people that have had to sit back and you know watch you know watch their their friends who are Iowa fans you know have seasons like this and now you know they're getting a chance to enjoy it. So I mean that that you know there's so many diehard fans that have been around for decades and seen very little um, you know a few good things on you know from from our team and he, you know some of the teams I played on too you know we uh you, know, you talk about you know some of those heartbreakers we had no four no five and um, you know it's, it's just it's so very good to see and I hope they all can just uh can enjoy it and you know and, and just understand that we got a team that you know this is sustainable it's not something where you, know, you sit back and you know wait for that you know you know wait for that uh that negative thing to happen this is a team that uh the way they play football you know it, this is something that's going to keep going and you know, i'm extremely excited for not only this week but obviously the rest of the year okay, well one of the last quick one before i let you go you a kid from iowa you get cyhawk how important was that was that game for you every year and you know it always comes up the chatter should this game continue to be played now that you know conference games are going to nine maybe the big ten is going to go to ten it sounds as though they will and you know the cyhawk game for whatever reason gets talked about as maybe this game should be ended or played every other year. You get it. You played in it. You grew up here. What did Cyhawk mean to you during your career? Well, I think it meant a lot. I think, um, you know, obviously Coach Mack, having been from Iowa City, uh, you know, played at Iowa, was the captain there, coach there. Uh, that, that game meant a lot for him uh, just because of the obvious ties there. So, um, you know, it was huge because when they, you know, it was big for me because, you know, my first year was 03. And, you know, that's five years removed from them really getting the series started. And that first win, I think, in, was in 98. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a big thing for us. You know, growing up, um, you know, it really wasn't much of a rivalry because Iowa was kind of whooping us back then. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was big for me. I, I don't. I think it's kind of, a, you know, the guys who play from the state care about it. But, I, you know, I do think it kind of gets a little bit of a blown out of out of proportion when you talk about, you know, one team Super Bowl or whatnot. But it, and that's fun for the fans to do. But uh, it, it was an important game. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, uh, I hope for the state that, you know, we can continue to play it. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's a great thing for our state. But I do understand that, obviously, you know, um, business gets in the way and, you know, conferences and all the realignments and things like that. So, you know, ho- hopefully it still gets played. And, you know, it was a big game for us. But at the end of the day, you know, you the big things to use you want to get a conference play undefeated, and then you know you got to go on to bigger and better things, um, you know, within your conference. I tell you, I tell the fan base, uh, the Cyclone fans, and uh, listing on it. What are you doing? I know you're up in the Twin Cities, right? You're in Minnesota. Yes, I am. So uh, yeah, I'm living in. Uh, actually, just bought a house in Maple Grove, which is a northwest suburb. So we've been here for about two and a half years, um, and I'm just working in uh, medical device sales. Good stuff. Hey, Brad, great catching up with you. Thanks for doing this. Uh, we look forward to doing it again now that we have your contact info. I don't know why we haven't had you on over the years, but uh, appreciate it today. Thank you, Brett Meyer. Great to talk to you. Yep, no problem. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Brett Meyer, former Cyclone, uh, joining us as we go inside a former QB's uh, brain to pick up uh, pick out a little bit what he thinks Kyle Kemp is doing, and it's quite a story, Trent. It, it is. It's I think a better story than the Joel Lanning oh, story. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, and Lanning's a great story, right? It's a that's more of a fun story. This is. Did you see the game day piece on Kemp? By the way, I did pe- not. No. Oh, it's great. No, no, it's really good. Yeah. Now it's not Rinaldi. Sure, but that's there, not there was no tears. No, that's not one of those stories that makes you <laughs> want to cry. You know, I'm so glad they didn't have him do it because I would have enjoyed the piece, but and cried at the same time. Right, right. Just want to hear his voice. <laughs> 
No, it's a really good piece. You should. Ch- I think it was Gene Wojciechowski did it. I, I saw say. the end of it as I was running around getting ready to leave Saturday for Iowa City. Uh, yeah, I did see the end of it, but mm-hmm. ESPN.com, I'm sure, will have it. Oh, yeah, yeah they do. In yeah. fact, uh, they absolutely do, so check it out. We've got another quarterback to get to. We'll uh, go from uh, the Clones to the Hawks. Chuck Hartley joins us next. We'll get uh, Chuck's uh, thoughts on this uh, version of the Hawkeyes, where they're at as they reach the final third of the regular season. Uh, Brian Ferentz meeting with Gary Barta this afternoon. Oh. And apparently Kirk Ferentz on the press conference uh, didn't mince words. This can't happen Mm -hmm. again. uh, It must have been bad. You know, when I first heard it, I thought, yeah, big deal. Right. Right. But for it to come out, that's why I figured it was bad. Because it came out in that light. You know what? I should have looked at it that way. It's a, it's a, it's a good way of looking at things. We'll take a timeout. Uh, John Miller's here at 120. Nate Toit at 140. Trent and I with you Monday through Friday, noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent got in here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews. Whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50. 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, The Hall, Total Truck, and Mattress Discounter. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kinemix technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match. Because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection. And Match is not only number one in first, but second dates too. Now here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com slash view for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com slash view. That's Match.com slash view. Match.com slash view. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hart, Tongue, and Schrader Scoreboard Show. 
We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. The quarterfinals of the playoffs are here. It's Ankeny Centennial hosting Lewis Central and their high-flying quarterback, Max Duggan, all here on 1700. The Autism Society of Iowa will host its 39th annual conference on Friday, November the 3rd at the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines. The keynote speaker will be Steve Silberman. There will be eight breakout sessions in the afternoon to cover several autism topics. Registration is now open at AutismIA.com. AutismIA.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you noon until 2. Uh, working on Chuck Hartley. Hopefully he will be able to uh, join us. Uh, Ohio State and Iowa this weekend, Trent. The point spread, is it moving? Do you know? Have you seen? Have you taken a look at it? I haven't uh, been taking a gander. I grabbed uh, grabbed the bucks right away. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Did keep you? going. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what happens there, I just I can't envision it. I can't. Last year, maybe. This year, Ohio State's a different animal. Yeah, no, they are, and then they're they're playing their best football right now, which is, uh, which if you're a Hawkeye fan, um, has to worry a little bit because you know this isn't the team that beat Oklahoma. And I think Ohio State's going to be one of those four teams named uh, tonight. Uh, Trent, let's uh, let's play this clip before we get to Chuck Hartley. He'll join us here in a moment, but let's go back to 1987. Speaking of Ohio State. Uh, let's take you to the shoe and uh, Jim Zobel and Ed Podolak, as they call uh, one of the more one of their more memorable uh, play-by-play clips of Zobel's long and distinguished career. And if that would have been uh, 2017, not 1987, we would have heard these words, Trent Condon. Uh-huh. Uh, the previous play is under further review. And I believe after further review, uh, the runner's knee was down at the one-yard line. <laughs> it's close. It's close. Chuck Hartley through that pass. He joins us. Chuck, Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on, Chuck. How are you? 
All's good. All's good. Thanks for having me on. It was always fun to hear that clip. I bet it is. Did did he get in? I mean, if this was 2017, would you guys have come <laughs> in lining up at the one half yard line? Uh, we, I probably would go down to the one and we'd have to punch it in. You know, the guy who made that tackle at the at the end zone. I've told you this one before, right? I believe. I don't. Who refresh my memory? Bo Pelini. Yeah, it was Bo a free Pelini. safety. Yep, he still claims he was down at the one and he would have stopped us. <laughs> I talked to him about it. So, I bet. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm guessing he's not the only one. When you run into guys that you played against, when you get to reminisce a little bit, I, I, I got to think that that's you know when you when those occasions do arise, that's something you cherish, right? No, no doubt. A lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda that come sure. out. Sure. I bet there are. Well, there was a couple of shoulda, if it woulda, shouldas earlier this year. You know, Chuck, we are um, embarking on the final month of the uh, of the 2017 season. It just goes so darn fast. And, you know, my biggest takeaway from, well, I had two of them. I, Josh Jackson's going to have a decision to make after this year. That's one of them. But I think my bigger takeaway was, if you're a Hawkeye fan, you've got to be extremely uh, encouraged and excited. Not that you don't want this year to end. You're not writing it off by any means. But Nate Stan to me, looks as though this guy's really, before he's all said and done at the University of Iowa, uh, Hawkeye fans are going to be figuring out where he ranks, in my opinion. 6'5", 235, uh, the accuracy's coming. When you watch Nate Stanley from the Wyoming game to this past game uh, against Minnesota, you have to see tremendous improvement, Chuck. I agree. I agree. After the first three or four games, I was a little worried by his accuracy issues and overthrows, but that's uh all seems to have come together, and he's thrown a, a higher trajectory ball, and he's been better on the intermediate routes. And his poise has always been outstanding. He's kind of a cool cat. I'm kind of surprised at how he's almost kind of stoic out there. But uh, his size with the great arm, I, I think he's destined for the NFL. I agree, yeah, and I, I think, think the next too. couple of years are going to be really solid for us. You know, a guy that's a, a true sophomore, you also played early in your career. And, you know, commanding the huddle is, I know, something that was talked about with him a lot. He's not a real demonstrative kid. He's he does not a rah-rah kind of guy. As a quarterback, the importance of that, and and can you get away with having a certain personality type of, of being a little bit more low-key? I, I think it's a great question. I think that his personality and his approach is really kind of a one in ten. It's very, very unique, and uh, I've had a chance to meet him last summer, and he came, comes across as a quiet, shy guy, and uh, it was kind of interesting uh, just spending a little time around him. But I, I think certainly it's doable. I think the most important piece of a quarterback's play in the huddle or just around your teammates is your poise and your calmness. Um, you don't want to have too many highs, too many lows. You don't want to freak out. You don't want to panic. You just keep a nice, even keel. And if that means, you know, through him, that you're quieter and you're softer spoken, but yet in the fourth quarter and a third and 12, you're you got the same demeanor as you did at the start of the game, that's a, it's a huge attribute. And it sure looks to me like, as the game goes on, I mean, that guy's heart rate may never go up. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's a positive. I think it's perfectly fine. You know, what is it, Chuck, that he struggled on that accuracy on the deep ball? Is, is that something that's – is it timing? Is it footwork? What What is it that – I mean, he certainly had it going against Minnesota, and you can see that as the season's gone on, he was getting closer, 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 and now he's finally clicking. So what is it that uh, that uh, uh, made, made him or put him behind schedule, perhaps? What? Why did it take as long as it did to get the accuracy on the deep ball you know i think it's a couple things probably you know it's not not just nerves but it's it's release points and i thought he had a, a flatter trajectory ball earlier on and maybe he was trusting his arm too much when he needed to trust his touch 
and uh, the release point can get impacted sometimes by your front foot. And I think it's pretty clear early on he was overstriding. He was taking too big of a step into the throw, and that typically makes you drop your back shoulder, which creates uh, um, overthrows, especially on the intermediate route. So um, I think I, I definitely see him not overstriding right now. I think his, feet, his footwork is great. And then um, there's just much more trajectory on the ball. You know, even the ball to Fant was uh, almost too much of a rainbow. But as long as you're not overthrown by three or four yards, you just got to give your receiver a chance to make a play. So, um, you know, you can get that guy to use his body and slow down a tad. But you know, it was really silly early on in the year when we were overthrowing guys by five or six yards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, practice, you get past that stuff, and it certainly looks like he has. Well, underneath also a lot of velocity. And how much is that just game experience, understanding when hey, you don't need to bring the heater every time? you got to throw that change up and, and dump it in there from time to time. Does that just come with experience? You know, you're right on that. I mean, that's if you really, really want to talk about your A quarterbacks, I mean, then the opposite has to occur, occur, and you have to throw those softballs five to ten yards out now. I do argue, I would argue on his behalf that the majority of those um, I would expect the receiver to catch those. I mean, it's not like they're absolute rockets. I mean, the fan ball was a 15-yard um, throw that he put into the ground. And so, I mean, it goes both ways. You want to get the ball in the receiver's hands as quickly as possible so he can make a play, too. So um, it's it's difficult to learn. I certainly can see how some could think he needs some touch on it. But at the end of the day, receivers need to make plays if it hits their hands, too. Are you surprised, Chuck, that they've struggled to run the football this year? Um, I think so to a degree. I think um, all teams lose a, an offensive lineman or two during the course of the season, and you have to expect your number two to step up. Um, I think it's been great to have um, diverse formations and the tendencies go away and running out of shotgun, mm-hmm. all that stuff is good. But at the end of the day, we're not moving people like we used to, and uh, I guess you got to chalk it up to our twos not just being what they were counted on being done. And, Hopefully they, the, the young tackles and the players we've got there step it up next year because well, it's hard to see how they can improve much after all these games. I mean, it's just, it just really frustrating, I'm sure, for Brian and, and the whole gang. Well, Chuck, I always like to uh, go back. We relived that Ohio State game, but I want to go to the following season. Six, four, and three ties. How, uh, <laughs> how disappointed that the overtime rule wasn't available in 1988? Well, that would have been the most exciting season ever. Yeah, it was It was crazy. It was so Six, four, frustrating. I'll never forget those knuckleheads like Lou Holtz that argued back then why you don't ever want to have an overtime. And really? it's so, It was so depressing walking off the field and having a tie. I mean, just think of the idiocy of that. It was just so, so frustrating. But you know, on top of it, not to throw my field goal kicker <laughs> under the bus, but it was five times more frustrating when we missed two field goals in all three ties. It just it just was a nightmarish type of season where we could have easily been a nine ten win season that was just six wins. Yeah, it was a frustrating one. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> so, what do you do to the kicker? You just, you just let, nobody talks to him. He just addresses by himself in a corner. Uh, what, what's going on with the kicker after the game when he does miss one like that? How do you try and pick him up, uh, Kenny? I wish I was. I could say I was a good teammate. I, <laughs> I just leave them alone. I mean, I just, they got to figure it out themselves because it's all between the ears. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the more pats on the back you get, the more our coaches always said, just leave them alone. He'll figure it out. Leave them alone. You know, you just, you just 
it's a tough one because it's such a head game. Mm. As a uh, as a Hawkeye, uh, you have to be um, extremely proud of the new tradition uh, that is taking place at Kinnick Stadium with the with the Children's Hospital and the wave after the first quarter and the national attention it deservedly so has gotten. Uh, at night, it even elevates it to a whole new level, Chuck. As you know, when everybody turns their phone uh, and, and points it at the hospital, what a great, great, great idea. Well, we've got you know so many great things over in Iowa City besides just a tremendous football program. It's nice to be able to highlight other things at the university besides the children's hospital, just the type of people and the university environment, et cetera. So, yeah, it was a home run. I'm really glad for the marketing department, and it's great to have our uh, something like that to hang our hats on. It. I'm looking forward to the celebrity wave. I think we need to get, like, Lee Corso out there. We need to get some... Ashton Kutcher's, et cetera, I think you can do a lot more with it in the coming years. It's going to be great. Yeah, he hasn't been back for a game this year, Kutcher, has he? I don't think. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He's probably getting asked to go eat. You asked him to go out there at the end of the first quarter. This <laughs> would be a good weekend to do it for, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, certainly I'm, on I'm not one. so sure. Uh, when you watch Ohio State, boy, that Barrett's seen, he's, his, this, this is a team that's really gotten better. They're really good to begin with, as you know, uh, Chuck, but aren't, don't they look better now than they certainly did against Oklahoma? And I think it's under center where they've gotten better. Yeah, you're dead on. You're dead on. The line plays much better, and um, the front seven of that defense is yeah. awfully, awfully difficult. It's uh, it's going to be quite a game. You know, hopefully uh, we negate um, or at least hold them down on their big plays, and we just got to come up with some you know big plays that you weren't counting on that 60 yard Akron Wadley run or mm. some post over the top and try to sneak 21, 24 points up on them, and then. You know, you just can't say enough about Phil Parker. I just he, He's not getting enough credit. I mean, what he and that staff, Reese Morgan and Seth Wallace, have done this year, holding these teams to so few points in this day and age is yeah. just a miracle, especially when you're in situations with three and outs and turnovers and time of possession. And, just, and, and really, you think back during the course of the year, we've not given up many long runs or a deep ball. And, boy, if they can keep that up, and force Ohio State to put 10, 12 play on drives together, I mean, that's the key to, to getting a W is try to hold them to around 20 and see if we can come up with 24, 27 and, and make it work. I mean, I, we're catching them at a perfect time, and uh, I'm not ruling it out. I think it's another classic uh, Kinnick situation, and uh, anything can happen. Well, I hope you're right. Great stuff, Chuck. We'll uh, try and track you down the week of Thanksgiving. I always enjoy you coming on and, uh, and picking your brain a little bit. Thank you, as always, Chuck. Great to have you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Talk to Chuck Hartley, former Hawkeye. He, uh, he followed Brett Meyer, former Cyclone, as we did a little QB conversation here on a Tuesday. Do you mind if we talk a little college football to kick off the next hour? With well, the twist rankings? my arm. All right. I want to get your top five. If you were in the committee room, how well, you would want to do it. Well, Trent, I've put a lot of thought into it. All I'm right. glad that you're going to ask Good. me to do that, and Good. I'll do Good. similar to you. All right. We will kick off the 1 o'clock hour, of course, uh, the college football playoff uh, show starts tonight, debuts tonight. It debuts tonight. And Iowa State fans, Trent, are yes. going to watch this to see where their team is ranked. Remember how fun it was two years ago? It was ago? amazing. It was it was bust you, you know what, to get home so you could be in front of your TV before the show started. And now, possibly the top two-loss team will be Iowa State. Yeah, I think they will be. Yeah. I really do. Uh, we'll come back with that. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show. We've got another hour. John Miller will be here, as will Nate Toit. 
We'll do some World Series stuff as Game 6 is played tonight. Uh, Trent and I uh, take a time out. Again, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Walgreens has good news for everyone who uses Medicare Part B for diabetes testing supplies. We've got your back, or in this case, your test strips. Walgreens accepts Medicare assignment and full coverage supplemental insurance, so you'll pay as low as $0 out of pocket, which is the same as mail order. 
pick up the medications you rely on and save on all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. 